Hello and welcome to Beautiful Comic Book Podcast. My name is M Coast. With me on the other side of the island, Cyrus. We're not that far away. We're on the other side of like the metro area. Probably, yeah. There's like rivers between us because it's been a difficult scheduling week and we are already a day late with this podcast. And so here we are on a Skype call. So if you hear crappy sounds on MCOS and that's because he is a professional and using a PlayStation mic. <laughs> Yes, we are going to be completely open and honest, but first and foremost, guys, what, what what did we do yesterday, Friday, the 11th of August? Um, <laughs> that was uh, your cue! <laughs> uh, what, what, what did I do? What did, what did we do? What, what happened yesterday? What did I do? What did the fans do? The fans destroyed my life, I know that. <laughs> What did the fans do, sir? So, on Facebook, I talked to a listener and made a deal that if the page gets to 400, 400 likes before we record, we have to do live reaction. The It trailers and eventually a reaction. Which I will try my best to be present for that time because, boy. <laughs> and, like, Time. We made it to we made it to four hundred hella fast, which was beautiful. That says we have like seventy likes. In a exactly like this is the busiest week we've had. It's been crazy. It's been fun, and um, it's just, I'm still I'm very um impacted, as the kids say. I've been shocked. I've been shooked. I've been impacted. I think it's mostly because, like, we're sadistic. Oh, absolutely. You notice this now? Like, hey, I know some of you guys in this room want to see me suffer, so, uh... What's up? Like <laughs> What's so good? Like and I will suffer for Aww. You know, just to let let the record show, this was not my idea. <laughs> This is was this he dug his own grave, ladies and gentlemen. The, the likes would go up and then not make it to the four hundred recorded. Yeah, he he doubted. First of all, his first mistake was he underestimated our fans. I didn't. I did not underestimate your fans. I just I I hoped that you guys would do something. <laughs> so you oh. overestimated them. Oh, this is very. Um, so we yeah, normally have quality person. stuff here. <laughs> yeah, good mic, same room. Yes, uh, actually yeah. recording like a podcast does. Uh, yeah, we're not on a schedule. Exactly. And Facebook page it will be all linked in the description. If you want to be part of the, the horror and you want to see the Facebook live because I want to put I want to see if we can get this episode up before I do the Facebook live. Exactly. So you guys can be listening to us. And in preparation for a very, very, very exciting Facebook Live on the Facebook page. So stay tuned for that because we will notify you all on all types of social media, except for Snapchat, probably. But <laughs> we're on the social media that counts. Yeah, 
yeah, exactly. And we'll, uh, Facebook Live. And it's not just going to be like we're going live. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to save the video there, so you can mm-hmm. go back and... Exactly. So you don't have you don't have to do it on the spot when it's live, or you can, and then you just watch it again and again and again and again. We're not deleting it. It's just, you know, what's a great thing that I discovered last night? You can have videos on your Facebook cover. Yeah, I saw that. And we're just we're gonna not... put the the live reaction as the Facebook <laughs> cover. <laughs> Yeah, so you automatically night. know what you're getting into. You saw the picture last night. Uh, my girlfriend and I went, mm-hmm. to see, went to see Atomic Blonde. How was that, by the way? Very good, actually. I recommend it. I need highly. to see it. I, I'm yeah, still like, I've been busy, but I need to go see it. It's based off a, a graphic novel called mm-hmm. uh, The Coldest City, which I read and is very, very good. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, the movie, I was expecting it to be kind of like Wanted. Where the the movie was okay and the graphic novel's amazing, right? That and um, Ghost in the Shell too. Even and though I Ghost never, yeah. Usually, you know, when you have an adaptation, it's not that good. It depends on who you get on it, but right. honestly, like it was a really good adaptation. But the point of the story is that before the movie, the It trailer came on, <clears throat> and I was like hiding behind my sweater, and I was just like making fun of the people in front. Of me because of they were scared of the Annabelle trailer. So you had no qualms with the Annabelle trailer? No, because like that's all cool and dandy and like dandy. Like, that that's whatever. that's a word to describe Annabelle. You know, I'll punch a doll. I will kick a doll. <laughs> I will fight like, a doll. I will have no problem. I will fight a doll if I have to. But I will turn into like a human mess. Like I will literally melt if I see a clown just appear out of nowhere. Which is hysterical because I find the Annabelle trailer more sinister and like the It trailer more cheap. Not gonna lie, I find it cheap. I'm just I just hate clowns. Uh, that's true. This is why we're here, and this is what got us into this mess in the first place. That's Not us, you. <laughs> yeah, that's what got me into this mess. Exactly. Uh, Basically, M Coast is Sam Winchester. Moving on, this week's news, yeah. which is I'm what you're all here past. for. I'll- I want to get past the clowns and into the news. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We'll be back to the clowns. Right. Uh, yeah, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so first bit of news here is that Netflix acquires the Mark Millar, Millar World uh, That's a word. Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> the Millar World franchises is this mm, stuff. Lovely, lovely. I don't know if you don't know much about Mark Millar. He's the, the writer for Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. He did... Uh, he does Superior, he does Nemesis, and Starlight, and a bunch of other amazing comics and graphic novels. And Netflix uh, just kind of is doing a partnership to make these either movies or series. That's actually so that's, that's actually kind of exciting, yeah. I enjoy the Kick-Ass films. I think they're a fun, a jolly old time. Yeah, the Kick-Ass films are pretty good, and apparently one of the things that they're thinking about is a Hit Girl prequel. Huh. So I'm interested like, in that. That's she, cool. She became Hit Girl. I'm not sure if any of the original actors from the, the film come, or if it would just be rebooting the entire universe and we can just get a new look at everything. Or just bring everyone back except Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't give Nick Cage jobs anymore. Uh, I don't blame them. It's just... Yeah. 
It's 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 an issue. But anyways, he's he's legally not allowed to use a mi- uh, a motorcycle in in real life. Wait, what? So, yeah. So he's it's no like, longer Ghost Rider. I mean, no, I mean in real life, like in real yeah, life. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. So he's no longer Ghost Rider. But in movies, he, like that's why he goes for movies where he takes uh motorcycles and stuff. Oh my god. How do you, like, how do you get to the point where you're not legally allowed to drive a motorcycle? I don't know, but then we we're, we're still like this guy. Um, wow, I forget his name. Uh, where is he from? Specify. Harrison Ford. Harrison there you Ford. go. The Harrison Ford is still allowed to have a plane license and he's crashed right? the plane, like four times. Right. That that's some BS. That's uh... let's talk vehicle laws. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about transportation laws and their injustices. Nah. Next bit of news because uh, anyway, he has law. the news list. <laughs> Yeah, I have the news list. the The Malar World deal is looking good. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do this. That's I'm it. ready. That's it. All right. So, Disney and Netflix yes, this had a falling is out. yeah, this is kind of controversial this week. This kind of got a lot of people mad. Yeah, because uh, Disney has been slowly filtering uh, Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel films into the Netflix uh, streaming list. Mm-hmm. But Disney is uh, ending the contract with Netflix in 2019 mm-hmm. to start their own streaming service. But the Marvel shows will still stay in place. Yeah, because those are Netflix originals. They're still Netflix exactly. originals. Exactly. But I don't think this is the smartest move for them. Oh, absolutely because not. Because I get, I get that they're trying to grow and, I guess, expand their brand, even though they're Disney. They're like, they are. How can you? They are the brand. How can you be like, oh, we need to expand our brand because we need better brand recognition? Dude, you're Disney. Exactly. You, you own, are... <laughs> like, every every soda company. Basically. Like, you, Disney's Google. Disney. Disney is literally Google. Like, this is wild. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney and Google actually have a thing going on, too. It's all a conspiracy, but going back, <laughs> coming back from the conspiracy, it's it's early morning. We just had, I haven't had coffee. I had a tea. I had a lovely tea. I had, I had coffee and a few strips of bacon, and then I'm going to eat breakfast after this. Exactly. So. so we are we are up at bright and early on a Saturday morning for you guys. So be, be, be honored that we didn't sleep in on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And then last night I noticed that I uh, I made a mistake. Uh, Which one of all? <laughs> uh, so many. Uh-huh. Um, Defenders comes out August 18th, and I will be having a birthday soiree. Yes, I weekend. realized that like two weeks ago, and I was just waiting for you to just kind of notice, huh, the yeah, Defenders comes out on Friday, up. and yet you're going to be camping that entire weekend. Huh, yeah. fascinating. I mean, I I mean, I know my my partner. She has a uh-huh. she has Wi-Fi on her phone. I think you think so. so you're just gonna like bit. Kinda... You're just gonna take your laptop with your Netflix to the beach, yeah. camping, one with nature, watching the Defenders. Yeah. One with nature, watching Defenders, or I could just download. The internet's great. I could just download Netflix on my phone. This is true, and you can actually download. Bad. You can actually download the episodes. You know. Like yeah, no, on I Netflix? Tried I tried that when Iron Fist came out, but they wait for like two months until they put it up to download. Oh, that's so stupid. Ah! Anyways, that's Anyway, next that is annoying. Staying, on the, staying on the Netflix front. Yes, because Netflix. Um, yeah. The uh, 
Charlie Cox and um, ah, what's his name? Finn Finn Jones. Finn Jones. Finn Jones. Charlie Cox and Finn Jones were in an interview, and they were asked like, "Hey, what what MCU character would you like to show up in a in a Netflix series?" Mm-hmm. And Charlie Cox gives like the most like uh, awkward kind of segue into it. Oh no! I'm trying to say like, so if you understand the comics you would know that Daredevil has a special partner uh, romantically and, and this and that with Black Widow cause, and, and then Wait, Charlie what? and then uh, yeah with Black Widow and then Finn Jones is just laughing is like we know what you're up to man you, you just want to have Scarlett Johansson there the, I don't blame him we're all rooting for a Black Widow Netflix series yeah I would not mind seeing a Black Widow honestly I would prefer it at this up. point yeah, because then they're also in talks of having, like, an Elektra spin-off mm-hmm. series, which I don't want. No. Like, we're already I, getting I, the Punisher series, which exactly. I, at, the, at the beginning, I wasn't up for it. No, but Punisher then you can expand on and then have Elektra thrown in there, but I feel like, and again, maybe it's just the way that Elektra was presented in Season 2. I feel like Elektra's story is within the, event, the, the, the Avengers, the Defenders, same thing. I know, it's just... Uh, you can't have like Electra outside because it just kind of revolves around. Exactly, Daredevil. she's not that independent, and she doesn't have like that wild backstory that you can really expand on. Unlike Black Widow, which you know everyone's been wanting a solo movie of hers, and that's not going to happen for a long time. However, imagine instead of just a two-hour solo film, have not even thirteen episodes. You could just do ten episodes. Eight episode thing, like Defenders. Exactly. And. Eight episodes is like the perfect amount. That's eight hours, people. That's eight hours. I can get that down in one day, and I can write my review in one day. Like, yeah, on. I think you're overachieving there. <laughs> Make it easier for us, please, though, because like, not only would it be great, it would like have you know how Netflix series have a lot of freedom with their stories and all yeah. that. Like, you would have total freedom with Black Widow. You would have. You know, not only that, it could be even past PG-13 if you wanted to. If you wanted to, like, turn it into, like, a House of Cards level type of thing, like, you could. Like, though I don't, I doubt they'll do that, but I think it would be really awesome to see, you know, Black Widow. Even even if it's just a Black Widow, like, solo series as a prequel, like, before she joined S.H.I.E.L.D., I I think that that would be fun. That could work. I mean, she does have a really dark past, and Netflix has no problem super dark territories that the movies try to stay away from. Exactly. Because uh, Disney, like on Disney Channel and stuff, you'll see like trailers and commercials for mm-hmm. MCU movies, but you will not see a Defenders trailer. Mm-hmm. Disney Channel. Exactly, so because remember, Netflix, Netflix is just, you know, PG-13 minimum. Exactly. No, and, and I think that the whole eight-episode thing is very, very important for people to get through their heads because... I think Luke Cage would have benefited from it. And yeah, because I'm then you have benefit. yeah, because then you have less filler episodes. Like I yeah, admire shorter seasons because then you have like a more condensed plot. Yeah, exactly. It's more. It's very you know this issue happened. I deal with it this way, and it's over next season. Exactly. That's just that just sounded very like psychiatrist sort of a deal. <laughs> it's like yeah, this issue yeah. happened, and this is how I dealt with it. Next season. And then the- these uh, other Netflix series are doing it too. Like That's true. Voltron. Voltron, everything that we've got, the three seasons of Voltron that we've gotten is actually one giant season that they worked on 
and they were like, you know, we can't release this as one season. Mm-hmm. This is this is horrifying. So they just separated into small, uh, exactly. eight to ten episode seasons. You know, and I think that you know shows have been like this is a new format, guys. Like shows have been benefiting more from having a, a shorter season format, even if it's once a year. It's better quality. You have a better following. You just it's just there's a lot of advantages there. May, you know, I don't know you know, how money-wise it works out, but I feel like story-wise, and at least with the, you know, the audience of the fan base, it, you have a stronger ba- fan base there when you take the time to produce a good series. Yeah, and if Steven Universe is any, like, indicator, like, hiatuses, mm-hmm. kind of annoying for the fans. We don't realize how much, you know... How Even much Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty. See, we, we haven't had a Rick and episode for a year and a half and then we finally get it and it's huge it exploded in our faces exactly you have people waiting for it. you have people just kind of like sitting there sherlock over it yeah sherlock too like sherlock sherlock we have to wait like 10 years but exactly and every time we get a new it's like oh yeah it was supposed to be this month and then we're pushing it back to two months after that and people go crazy and then when that new season comes out everyone's just on it Exactly. It just, it, it makes us want more. And I feel like that tactic there is very effective. So, you know, kudos to everyone, all the people producing shorter series. And I really hope that they they stick with it and, you know, keep an open mind to Black Widow having a Netflix series. If not, do, do anyone but Elektra, please. <laughs> Yeah, anyone but Electra. Um, that's this whole eight episode thing kind of dips into our next news. Mm-hmm. Um, Agents of Shield. It's not getting eight episodes. It's getting no. the full amount of yeah. episodes that it gets a season. But they will be premiering right after. Like, uh, who said it? Uh, I think it was horrible person Ike Perlmutter. What? No. Uh, ABC, the ABC chief of whatever. Right. Said that Inhumans, like right after Inhumans comes out, Agents of Shield start yeah also speaking of not to interrupt yeah yeah yeah. speaking of inhumans i'm scared (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm just yeah a lot of people are hating on it like the there have been a lot of critics that i've been able to see the first episode early and a lot of people are just like hating it and i'm just like am i surprised not really but come on i don't want to be that bad but I don't think it's, I really don't think it's that bad. I think, actually, we've only gotten one critic, one report on Has it? I don't know. Yeah, there's one. And the thing is, people are not sure if this is a real source or if that's just somebody who wants to troll it. Ah. Uh, well, like, like they did for Wonder Woman. Somebody was like, that's I'm, true. I'm an official at WB and Wonder Woman's going to be shit. Which is a lie. Exactly. Look where we are. You know, every week I see a new news article still talking about Wonder Woman beating out not only Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, beating out Spider-Man Homecoming altogether. Like, DC swept the floor with all of Marvel's blockbusters this summer. Which is a huge thing. But anyways, back to whatever you were saying. Yes. Exactly. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will start right after Inhumans. Now, Inhumans is supposed to premiere. The two-hour premiere is IMAX. September 29th. Yeah. And if they do the eight episodes without any breaks, it should end November 10th. 
Okay. So we can some shield right back around November 17th, which is a lot earlier than the breaks that they usually take. Okay. So it's, it's just interesting to see them get back on the horse so quick because I remember, like, I watched the premiere, the, the finale of last season. Mm-hmm. And, like, the day after, I was seeing set photos. Yeah, they're, they're on this grind, like, 24-7, practically. Like, they they waste no time, and I don't blame them, because, you know, in this industry, you wait too long. You know, this kind of contradictory of what we were saying about hiatuses, but with this type of cable series, um, you wait too long, then people are going to lose interest, because it is so many episodes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not this huge, like, amazing, mm-hmm. compelling storyline. It's more just, like, you watch it to For see fun. what happens next week, you know? Like, okay, like, what's, what's S.H.I.E.L.D. up to now? What are they... It's a very passive to? watch. Yeah, and I don't... It's like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't really survive without the MCU. Oh, absolutely not. If they if they didn't have any cameos, like, they wouldn't exist. Oh, exactly. And different, like, storylines. Like, the beginning of last season started off with them arguing about the Sokovia Accords. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> This started like right after. Uh, Civil yeah, that's what really keeps people watching Ages of Shield because it's kind of like in tune with the MCU movies. So like that's that's it. That's the show. It, yeah, it keeps exactly. with the timeline. It keeps you kind of aware of the timeline between movies. Yeah, this is exactly. It's just kind of like a filler between. And then I was also thinking, like, uh, Marvel TV apart from Netflix is not that great. No, and no, no, it, absolutely not. No, and it kind of bugs me because you have these great concepts and then mm-hmm. I'm seeing it in, in Inhuman. Like, this is a concept that I was so excited about when I heard it was going to be a movie and then they dropped it into a series and then they dropped it from a 22-episode series to an 8-episode series. So I'm just like, what's mm-hmm. happening? And I can trace it all back to Ike Perlmutter, who I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. You know who Ike Perlmutter is, right? No, I, this is the first time I hear that name. <laughs> this just this brutal, grody uh, executive at Marvel, one that's in charge of Marvel TV. Oh, no. And he prefers to save a few dollars than to make a good show. And he just has this this aura of hatred around him. And it just makes me so mad Ouch. because that's affect- it's really affecting. The- yeah, that affects the brand as well. Because you love everything Marvel, except as soon as you see, you automatically have this prejudice now that as soon as you see a Marvel anything dropped onto TV, you know, cable television at least, you're just like, eh. Eh, because you know that Ike Perlmutter wouldn't spend the extra thousand or two thousand dollars on it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was just thinking, like, because I've been reading, I've been reading the Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man comic book Mm -hmm. by Chip Zdarsky, and I'm just thinking, like... We have Kevin Feige on movies. Why don't we put Chip Zdarsky on TV? I don't know, man. I... Like, that would be the most amazing thing and the best direction for Marvel TV, which is putting this person who knows mm-hmm. how to write a into it. Yeah, it's just, you know, company bureaucracy is just, it's it's a very, a very annoying thing to work around because you have these people that know better and should probably be in those, you know, executive positions, but they're just not... It's very, very difficult to deal with, and yeah, hopefully, um, in the coming years, we will, in- they-, they will, we have nothing to do with it, we just report, but they will improve on the quality, and, you know, realize, hey, 
we kind of have a standard to meet. You know, they've set them the, a standard for themselves, and I feel like they they've just kind of DC as as much as we may criticize DC. DC's cable television shows, as bad as they can be, are still not as bad as the Marvel television shows. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you can watch uh, the Flash. Uh, yeah, you can watch the Flash and Arrow and all those shows together mm-hmm. and understand it. And it's fine. Self-contained thing. You know, and then you and around the whole thing, you have the same guy that's keeping an eye out on the DC EU. Mm-hmm. He's also keeping an eye out on this. Exactly. So, so like sense. it, it's all under the same umbrella. Exactly. It's all this quality control that's going through it that's mm-hmm. keeping it tolerable. At the very least. So, like, they have their minimum, and, you know, they have their standard, and, you know, it still makes it tolerable, it still makes it watchable, you know, and then Marvel over here is just has fallen behind on cable television. Then again, cable television, you know, a lot of people saying it's a dying industry, but it's still there. It's still there, and if you want to stay in that decline, then keep going for it. But if you want to get ahead of the game, then just, you know, reevaluate and that's us on Business Insider with <laughs> Beautiful Losers. Next bit of news is uh, the first Ant-Man and Wasp set photos mm-hmm. are, are kind of out. And they're not, I mean, they're not official set photos. It's more like someone kind of snuck on it. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with those, like, by the way. So, you know, um, I don't think I told you this before, but, like, Fox has been very... Um, picky um with set photos and other photos um other websites have released and have are getting accounts shut down like it's wild didn't take the pictures we're not putting up the pictures exactly i see Um, exactly so yeah it's kind of of vague and blurry and all we really get is uh paul rudd evangeline lily and michael douglas Mm. kind of just standing together they look like they're in and I don't know if there it's um, I can't really see it well. It looks like normal clothes. You know, like civilian clothes, yeah. They're all in civilian clothes and they all look like they just did exercise or something. Yeah, it's it probably fine. like an intro. It's probably just it's probably Winter Soldier's intro. It's just on your left. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's Ant Man and Wasp. But yeah, that's a I'm excited. I enjoyed the first Ant Man movie, you know. Will I see it in three D again? Probably not. <laughs> That was just that was. It was dizzying. Yeah, I saw yeah. I saw Ant Man in 3D and it was just dizzying. Like it was I cool. Saw I saw Ant Man in 3D and then I was like, "Wow, I'm never doing this again." And then Doctor Strange comes out. I'm like, "I gotta get this on 3D." Right. <laughs> we always regret it afterwards. Except no, did I regret no. Doctor Strange? I didn't regret it as much because it was IMAX and like the IMAX 3D is a little bit clearer. And, like, at, at one point, I did get dizzy because you know how trippy Doctor Strange gets. Like, it's terrible. It's amazing, but it's terrible. But, like, it, was, it wasn't, it was you know, an overall dizzying effect with Doctor Strange at the very least. I get dizzy on 2D movies, so... Wait, what? Yeah. Aww. Light-headed boy. You poor, you poor um, child. Anyway, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. Yes. Their, their Steelbook. Which I've I've never been a collector of steel books. I, I I can appreciate them. I can look at them. And go, I just oh, collect the Blu-rays, but the steel books, eh, you, you can look at them. And it's like, oh, pretty. Exactly, but this steel book is different. It uh comes in the shape of Spider-Man's face, his it's mask, literal mask. It's his mask, and it uh the eyes open and shut. And it's pretty cool. It's it has beautiful. 
It's really, really cute. It's got, like, all the, the bells and whistles, and I might actually drop the cash to get it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to drop the money to get it, because I'm looking at all the deleted scenes and featurettes that it has here, and it's quite a bunch. It's, like, a oh, lot. Oh, wow. I gotta, I gotta check that out. That and like an, um, an extended version of the. They have an extended version of the intro. What? The, the the a film by Peter Parker intro. Ah! I need like longer. Like it's called a film by Peter Parker parentheses director's cut. I love it. Yes, I need. I need. I love. Uh, I now I'm definitely gonna get it. That and um, uh, now I gotta drop the money for that and the Wonder Woman Blu-ray because I need. Most definitely, all of that get all that money i mean all that stuff all that stuff i i have i have pretty much all the marvel movies mm-hmm. so like i'm gonna end up getting spider-man anyway mm-hmm. like, i don't see why not dropping a few money on that check this out it's called the 4k ultra blu-ray hd mask edition good lord see that's my only issue like i don't have a 4k tv it's just it's just a tv but just, like when all the movies were coming out look that 3d blu-ray i'm like i don't have a 3d tv Exactly. I get, I get I get dizzy with normal TV. <laughs> You're very sensitive. Oh, Are, God, you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm fine. I'll survive. You'll you'll be okay. Okay. Cool. Anyways, you know, whilst he's over here getting dizzy with 2D TV, good lord, do you get dizzy with books? Be honest. I do. I get uh all those letters, man. No, I'm kidding. Oh God. <laughs> oh, oh lord. Yes. Anyways, moving on. Thor Ragnarok stole my joke. How dare they? Your yeah, totally, totally original joke, whatever it was. Yeah, when when the first uh, few, what's it called, uh, posters of Thor Ragnarok came out, I did like a little edit and I commented, it's time to Ragnarok and roll. Oh my god. And then uh, Entertainment Weekly did a big edit and it looks amazing, I'm not gonna lie. But I'm upset that it says, you know, Ragnar Rock and Roll. Really I mean, it was, it's a pretty easy it's, pun to pull, but are you? Are, first, you are, <laughs> we're those people that comments first. First, same same with same with Beardy 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 Cap. <laughs> Beardy Cap, yeah, Beardy Cap. Beardy Cap. We all know who we, we're talking about. Anyways, Cap, the first on the scene. Anyway, this poster looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Ragnarok and Roll, it shows very high-resolution pictures of Thor and Hulk punching it out. I love it. And it has very... It has that whole 80s space vibe that we like and talked about. Yes, we we discussed that whole 80s space vibe cosmic universe thing Marvel's doing, and I'm just... I'm loving how much Thor is milking it. (laughs) Like, they are really, really into it, and I'm here for it. I feel like this isn't one of those things that's gonna get cheesy because right? it just because like it looks we understand epic. it establishes the difference between the cosmic universe and the grounded universe. You know? mm-hmm. The grounded universe, the Earth, the Terra. ground, Terra, Earth, Terra. Yes. Uh, uh, Terra. That's probably not her name. Tessa. Tessa Thompson. There you go. Tessa Close Thompson enough. And Tom Hiddleston. There was a uh, an image of them in the movie. What? It looks like it's kind of a set picture. Okay. Uh, it looks like a, like a set picture, and they're they're fighting. What? Like, like Tessa Thompson has a knife to Tom Hiddleston's neck, and Tom Hiddleston has a knife to Tessa Thompson's neck, and they look like they're in an intense fight there. 
Oh boy, I'm excited. I, I haven't and seen I, Loki in I forever. Like, I like those knives that Loki has. They're like right. Great. They look cool. They look dope. It's I'm excited. I just I just want the movie. I I'm kind of suffering withdrawal from Marvel movies right now. Yeah. Like I need to rewatch some. Or yeah. then again, I got Defenders. I got Defenders coming up, uh, which is it'll be kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Not the same kind of refreshing for a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's gonna be freaking. Yeah, dark, gritty, gritty nitty, but, I, I hope but it's still fun. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah, because you know, it's still it's it has its good comic relief between them, and I'm really excited to see that um, chemistry. Hopefully, yeah, go into Star Wars news. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just want to touch on a little topic, which is a little controversial. Um, something that's been going on in the news and in like Facebook pages and stuff. Is that people are kind of shitting on Tessa Thompson and the girl who, who's playing Domino? Yeah. In uh, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool like, too. Uh, they'll put up a picture of Zendaya saying like, "Oh, Zendaya reactivate and making all the characters black." You know, and it's like criticizing. Wow. Them. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, what's this bullshit? That's you know, I'm sorry, how, but what? <laughs> like, how, childish neck beard that you have to be. <sighs> angry about characters being of a certain race like that's ridiculous this is ridiculous like guys come on an alien domino can be anything she's a mutant hello they all can be anything because guess what guess what they're fictional characters anything and if if you can like if honestly if you can change Edward Norton to Mark Ruffalo and no one can give a shit. Exactly. Like, no like, one no God. one cried. No one cried. No one got, you know, sensitive over that. But, you know, immediately we have these diverse characters coming in and just being refreshing to the scene and really awesome um, as a way of representation. So, like, to have people hating on it, it's it's ridiculous. It's 2017, guys. Get over it. Uh, whatever. I mean, people just need to stop and understand that you know actors of color have talent. Exactly, the actors of color have talent, and we have a lot of actors that you know need jobs. So come on, people, Let, let's let's get with the times. I, basically, what we're saying is that give me a job because I need a job. <laughs> let me act. Let let him act, people. He's good. He's good at the thing. Anyway, so into Star Wars. Yes, uh, moving on. Donald Lover, our favorite Dong Lover. Ah, our Dong uh, Lover. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, he mentioned that he feels kind of weird after the change to Ron Howard. Like Wait, he's what? saying, like, yeah, he feels kind of awkward and weird on set with Ron Howard. He's like, okay. He's like, yeah, Ron Howard is a. I'm reading the quote here. Yeah, Ron Howard is a is a legend, and he knows exactly for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But Bill and Chris. They were the one that hired us, so I feel kind of like I'm not his first choice, you know? Ouch. Not worried. He says that it feels like uh, after the split, he's like the baby in a divorce. Oh, no. <laughs> because, like, the older people and everyone up top knows what happened and what's going on, but they're leaving him out of it. Ouch. So that, he just kind of, like, so he's just kind of, like, does a scene and then gets really nervous and just like, hey, was that, was that good? How did that feel? Was that something else? And he feels, like, really awkward. Like, he's saying that things 
weren't aren't that bad. Okay. But you know, he he just gets a bit nervous and. I really hope that this doesn't, you know, end up, this whole thing doesn't end up affecting the movie and how it turns out in the end. Like, it's just like this awkward transition of from directors. Even though they, I mean, they were almost done. Like, before they changed the directors, they were almost done filming, weren't they? Like, yeah, they just kind of changed the entire feel of it. It's just... I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, Lord and Miller, I, I trust in their work, but if Marvel... Not Marvel, it's Disney. Marvel. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all the same. It's country. all the same thing. Disney if owns everything. Disney didn't love what they were doing. Then, I mean, I guess it's their right. They own the thing. Yeah, I guess. But still, I'm, we're, we're, our tones of voices just went, like, really sad in this entire thing. We're just like, oh. We, just, <laughs> we really hope that this doesn't affect the whole thing. And I, I feel really bad about our Don Lover, that he feels like the child and the divorce because that that sucks good lord it's kind of dark but yeah that hopefully you know ron howard he's a talented fellow and we get we get a, like a coherent film at the very least like we get the vision yeah. fine. I, we'll I, be fine i trust that it'll be a good one um speaking of a good one a good the, one. the last jedi Yes, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. I've been posting about it a lot, actually. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, they said that, you know, spoilers, that we will find out who Ray's parents are. In this oh, movie. boy. It's oh not like we won't. It says boy. here, it's like, The Last Jedi will finally resolve the mystery surrounding Ray's parentage. I really hope that um, I'm, uh, I've been right um, for the past two years. Thank you very much. Um, uh, please and thank you. She's a Kenobi. Okay, yeah. if, if if she won't, what will she be? You know, like, you tell me, buddy. Okay, if we're going to follow, like, Star Wars crap, every main character has been a Skywalker. So, so, how is she a Skywalker? Explain. No, maybe... Maybe Luke got with someone, right? Yeah, as, after, as as one does, yes. Uh-huh. He does. He, I don't know, he fell in love and met this woman or whatever. Okay. They a, you know, they had a relationship or whatever, and then when the whole tragedy You know, happened, the Knights of Bran, all that. Even the Knights of Bran, or maybe before that, he just said, hey, I'm going to go do this Jedi thing and I'm going to disappear, not knowing that she was pregnant. Ew. Oh, that's that's complicated. I don't know. Like, so, like, not knowing that she was pregnant, and then since since Luke disappeared, you know, she had to deal with the baby and whatever, and maybe she fell hard on money, and that's why she sold her in Jakku, or dropped her in Jakku, whatever she did. I don't know, but then again, how come in the... The, the 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 flashback in Force Awakens, we hear Ewan McGregor. Like, remember who you... I don't remember what he said, but he was just, like, all Mufasa on her, just being like, remember oh, yeah, yeah. who you are. Yeah, but then we also hear Yoda. Eh, true. We do so hear not... Yoda. Are we gonna get Yoda back? I don't know. He's Doubt. dead. <laughs> listen. Li- 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 listen to me. <laughs> Anything can happen this day and age. Are you kidding? Really? Um, we uh, got a young a Yoda, Carrie Fisher uh, like, back in Rogue One, okay? A Yoda clone, like half robot, half Yoda. 
does Yoda become the new Vader? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. Just some digit <gasps> Vader. What if Snoke is Yoda? Just Snoke. <laughs> the small Vader Yoda oh my that god. Ray just like, oh, this is this is the bad guy, and just kicks him off a planet or something. Oh my god. Just, just kicks him. Oh my god. And now I just can't get this out of my head. Just like a Vader helmet, but with Yoda ears peeking out of it. Oh. That's, Last that's bit cute. Last bit of news. There's been, there's been a lot of news. There has. Yeah. Uh, we've been gone for a while. Yes, it's been, it's, it's been a while. But yes, last bit of news. Go on. Talking about directors earlier. Uh, ben Affleck came out and talked about uh, Affleck is talking about having two directors. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The way they, the way that they phrase that makes it sound really weird. Right. Like someone says like, "Oh yeah, I have two moms or two dads." Like, oh lord. Like it's just, it's just like a really weird way to say things. You know, just, just be like, "Yeah, these are my parents." Oh my anyway. god. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, Ben Affleck is talking about having two directors. He says it's a little bit unorthodox, but Zach had a family tragedy and then stepped off. Mm-hmm. But the best that uh, DC did was pick up Joss Whedon. Yeah, it was like the the next best thing, truly. Exactly. And he says, you know, uh, um, I have to say I really love working with Zach, and I really love the stuff we've done with Joss. Like he puts emphasis there. Yes, that and I, I believe I, I think I read the same article um, earlier in the week that um, they've been, d- been doing not only reshoots, they've been doing significant reshoots. Yeah, um, exactly. No. Keyword and, being significant. Guys. Yeah, no, I just I feel good about the reshoots. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's going to be worthwhile to see a Joss Whedon version of Justice League because, you know, we got Avengers and Avengers was an amazing intro to like the super mm-hmm. so we're, we're t- when we st- when we talk about avengers we're talking about the first one we don't talk about age of it ultron yeah um it's it's a good intro like he's like he's a good intro guy to a superhero group mm-hmm. he gives everybody the amount of time that they need so this is and it gives everybody the amount of tone that they need i just realized that basically justice league is like the first avengers it, it is they did avengers like just uh Marvel, it took them what four years, five years to get mm-hmm. Avengers out. Like out yeah, the they open. they took it, yeah they League. they took four years. And Two Justice three League, years. three. Well, if we count um, Man of Steel, like Man of Steel it has been four years. But then again, between Man of Steel and what BVS? No, that, yeah, but that's the thing. They've done it. I, I didn't mean to say it in years. Like uh, just uh, Marvel, they did it in like six movies. Exactly. So, like, in those four years, we got a lot of movies. We got, got a lot of an intro to all of the characters. We've only had an intro to three of the Justice League characters. Three of the characters got cameos mm-hmm. of all the other Exactly, which was in BBS. And the Flash was the one we've seen the most because he came out of Suicide Squad, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... But we haven't gotten, only... like, an actual solo film to introduce yeah, them exactly. yet. The only fleshed-out person that we've gotten apart from... The, the Trinity, you know, Batman mm-hmm. has been Flash. He's been, like, the most seen. Exactly, and it's, like, the most, you know, cameo candy that we've gotten. That's yeah, that's a technical term, cameo candy. 
Ezra Miller's Cameo Candy, why not? He's Eye Candy and Cameo Candy, let's be real. But moving on. Uh, that's the last bit of news. That's basically it, and wow, this was a very news-filled episode, but this wow. week's theme... <laughs> the honor of reaching the 400 likes and me gonna shit myself later. Yes. Watch the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. The theme is uh, horror movie reboots and remakes and sequels and all Just that a stuff. horror movie theme week in general. Kind of. I'm just gonna talk about the ones that, you know, horror movie re- remakes that we like, uh, don't like, ones that we think should be made or shouldn't have been made. And I've just, I would also like to mention I have some other horror movies that I enjoy because I used to be a huge horror movie fan and there are some one offs. I I used to be a much bigger horror movie fan. I don't know what happened in recent years. It just I kind of lost interest. I don't know why. I think I think it's my standards. Like yeah, I like I'll watch The Conjuring. Quality. Like yeah, we have this uh this new standard of quality mm-hmm. that like I love Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. right? But if you go back to see the original, it's unwatchable. Oh no, 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 no. The original is a laugh. It is a literal joke. Like it is it is just it is borderline garbage you know? it, it like, is the garbage like it's a cult like, classic but honestly guys and it's I not love good these, and i love horror movies i love all these mm-hmm. original he loves horror movies except clowns yeah, I, just, I don't like clowns you know i understand that because i'm not a huge fan of dolls either like the annabelle trailer i'm like i wouldn't willingly go watch that movie because like why why do i need that then again, it's the whole premise of it's the same thing every movie. Like, um, oh, what's this other movie? I mean, Annabelle was from the first Conjuring, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Annabelle came out as a not a cameo, but the, the it was story- like a storyline, a sideline yeah, thing. You know, the story of the Conjuring. It's about these two paranormal investigators and, mm-hmm. and things. And prepare yourself, but these are true stories. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the scary part. A lot of these yeah, horror oh, movies are true stories. Yeah, it's true stories because these two people really existed. Mm-hmm. And they, they had these records, of, these accounts, these their experiences. Con- their Conjuring series, I think, is amazing. I think it's really like, good. Uh, uh, the Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. And with that, you also have Annabelle's 1, 2, and Creation. Mm-hmm. And then... Later, if you saw Conjuring 2, we get introduced to the nun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Conjuring 2 one, like, that, the nun, like, I, you know, in later years, um, not much scares me in terms of horror movies, but, like, that nun was, like, that, and that's terrifying. Exactly, so it's, like, it's gonna be a one-off movie, so that movie, I just, that movie, if I see it, I will be actually, like, terrified, properly terrified, because that nun was... Like, it, it, ah, I saw Conjuring 2, and, like, I was fine the entire movie until that scene. And I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> uh, whenever the nun would show up, and then, like, there would be parts where the nun would just kind of show up in the background. Right? see her there, but she wasn't the focus of the movie. Exactly. That's the problem that I have with the nun. Because the directors of... That's like the directors of The Conjuring, and I think the same thing happens in um, this thing, Insidious, um, which is also um, the first Insidious, I mean. I don't like the other ones. I feel like the other ones weren't as good. But like the first Insidious was also properly terrifying and still good. 
Um, but like the thing I love about the conjuring and the direction that they take is that it is truly unsettling because they don't rely on these jump scares every two seconds, you know? Like, they'll just make it kind of this passing, moody thing, and there would be a scary thing, but that's not the focus there. That's just for you to find out on your own, and that's what's scary. Yeah, that's 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 what I like in horror movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when it's just jump scares, like Paranormal Activity is just all jump scares. Yeah, Paranormal Activity is garbage. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'll watch them for what they are, but it's yeah. all jump scare, and I don't like jump scare. Like, not that it scares me. It's just it loud. Me. It's just annoying. Yeah, it's just like a loud twing of music. And, exactly. And, and it gets annoying after every two, five movies. seconds. Exactly, and that's that's what I like about uh, certain horror movies, mm-hmm. because they won't rely on jump scare. You'll see, exactly. like, the killer or the monster walking towards... Mm-hmm. I think in in certain aspects, that's scarier because you're getting details of it. Exactly, because, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's really a lot more immersive. Like, it doesn't kind of take you out of it, you know? That's why, like, the the ghost in Paranormal Activity, you know, Mm. I won't think about it often. Mm -hmm. But I will close my eyes at night and I will see that image of it (laughs) moving his face from behind the, the balloon. Sorry. Cause it's so it's like slow and it's creepy and it's it is healthy. creepy it is it's, it's it's a smart thing it's not a random thing exactly it's not like this you know vengeful spirit or something that isn't um what but oh what's the word you know that isn't really conscious of or at least you know like you said calculating that isn't very intelligent or calculating or just you know just smart in general this is just truly. I know what I'm doing, and I know how to do it. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, the, uh, like actually, in The Conjuring, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like we mentioned, but there's also the part where... Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, where she thinks about the, uh, the Crooked Man. Oh, yeah. I saw The Crooked Man. I, this is, um, side note. I, the most terrifying stories, like horror movie horror movies, horror stories to me, are the Japanese urban, legend, urban legends. Yeah. Like, I saw the RPG gameplay of the Crooked Man, and though I loved it, it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's horrifying. And then, like, you see in The Conjuring 2 where, like, you see this crooked hand and all these arms mm-hmm. cracking and things snapping around corners. That shit is scary, not exactly. just, like, ah, in face, you know? Like, grudge. Like, then again, grudge. What it is to you, grudge is to me. Like, I think uh, grudge is my kryptonite. Even though it's not as much anymore, but still, like, when I was young, then again, I shouldn't have been a horror movie fan when I was nine. It happens. So, like, I saw the Grudge movies when I was very, very young, and that that really properly unsettled me for months. Like we were saying, mm-hmm. you know, movies should stop relying on jump scares, because that's, you know, we get a good one like The Babadook, we get good ones like It Follows, I have yet to see it. Follows. I always forget to go see it. Very good. But um, with that, let's talk the reboots. Yes, right? the reboots. I Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, first series, like time. Great. And the first time I watched it, like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Scary. You watched it in the nineties. Yes, I watched. You were it three. <laughs> you were a child. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, in in the, those times, like when 
when we were still getting things like Smallville, where CG wasn't that good. Ah, Smallville. What a and, what an era. This type of, of uh, practical effects that they used were mm-hmm. great and they weren't as cheesy. But then now we get the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, mm. where throughout the whole movie, like you never see Freddy's face. Mm-hmm. Just covered the whole time. Have the internet involved. Yeah. It's just some reboots shouldn't really happen. Yeah, because it just kind of takes you out of the story because the story was set and was scary for that time. You know? And it's set in a certain time. And if you try to update it, it just sometimes, you know, incorporating the 21st century into something isn't always a good thing, which is a very dark thing to say. <laughs> yeah, no, we need to stop bringing in. Century into everything, right? Just like if you want to make a reboot of something, do it in that time. Like it was yeah, exactly. like and, you know, obviously it all depends on the story. But like if it's this Honestly, horror movie, if we had seen like we we know that doing things mm-hmm. in other time periods works because we, we have Stranger Things. Exactly, we Stranger Things is great. Look at look at Wonder Woman. Look at, Wonder Woman. Look at Stranger you Things. Know, look at things. The Conjuring. Exactly. We you know, they didn't update the Conjury. No, because it's a true story. Oh, we're going to make it in the 21st century. No. Exactly. Um, another movie that got kind of a reboot, that got many reboots, was... Oh, uh, dear. Uh, Friday the 13th. <sighs> I hate the reboots for Friday the 13th, I'm not going to lie. Progressively gets worse and worse and worse. Those are the type of movies that truly just rely on the jump scares, and not only jump scares, just gore in general. Just, like, really cheesy gore. Like, come on, guys. I'm, like, my favorite horror movie series is the Scream series, because it's cheesy. Yeah, but that's the purpose of it. Like, that's another another thing. You know, it's self-aware, it's purposely cheesy, but you enjoy it. Exactly, because in, like, the first movie, they're always talking about the the horror movie mm-hmm. and then all that they talk about those are how that's actually how the things happen exactly it's like the a more series it's a more serious scary movie exactly. and then like the second movie they, they talk about oh the sequels to the movie are the better ones <laughs> and then the third one they talk shit about trilogies exactly like, and then it, in the fourth one and then the fourth one which was a pseudo reboot mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah the reboots were better than the original and the never original. they always they always try to put a twist on things, which is exactly what they did. Exactly. Oh, man, it's been years since I've seen these movies, but I totally agree with you. Like, it, it makes it enjoyable because, like, they know it. They let you know yeah. it. It's like, come on, guys, we're here to have fun. Scream. They turn into a series, which is actually Scream Queens. Really good. I no, actually... Just Wait, just Scream? Yeah, Scream. Series on, on MTV. Oh, yeah, I don't have MTV. Okay, never mind. It's... It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Okay, then I'll, I'll check it out then. I, I make a feature in the second season. <laughs> oh, now I gotta Seriously. see it. Wait, what? No, it's, it's not really me. It's somebody named... You know my name. I'm not gonna say my full name on air. I know your name. Say my name. But somebody with my exact name... Oh, no. ...character. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway... Uh-huh. Now I have to see. I have to see this actor version of you. I wonder how much prettier he is. Uh, he's. Oh. Probably still prettier. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but 
that some, something like Scream works as a series, which is why I think something like Friday the 13th could work as a series. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes if you make it... A, sometimes, sometimes stories are just meant to be series, honestly. Like, some, they have more space to grow. Yeah, it just, it gives it room to breathe. It gives it room to move. It mm-hmm. lets you thicken out the plot. Exactly. Because, you know, we just kind of, obviously, full spoilers for this movie that came out in 2004. <laughs> Sorry, 19, no, not 2001. It was like 1990. No, 1996 is when the first Make up your mind, sir. Get your sources. Get your facts straight. Movie. Okay. Got it. Got um, it. Something that it kind of suffered from was that it um it tried to tell you this whole backstory of uh, Sydney and and her mom happened with murder and rape. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is too much info to take in. And then in the end, when it's just like they reveal the killer, it's like we're the killer and we raped your mom. Like wait. Oh wow. So uh, so American uh, Horror Story season one. <laughs> yeah. I Eh, you're not missing out on much unless you watch season two. Like season two, you could watch that. You could watch that, and you're good. Like I love season two. No, season three is Coven, and season two is Asylum. Asylum uh, is fantastic. I, if I watch any of the series, any of the seasons, I have to watch the other ones because that's just my moral code. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they're not. I mean, obviously now we know they're kind of connected in in some way, but they're not related stories. You know. Said in the last in the last two seasons, a lot of crossover. Yeah, there's crossover, but it's not necessary. Like, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, just watch season two. But yeah, thing, if I don't want to watch it, I'm gonna end up. All right. It because like I said, and, <laughs> ready, get ready to suffer. Exactly. That's why I'm not gonna watch it because I know that cult is all about clowns. Yeah, but mm, that's that's coming out afterwards. Like, you don't have to watch Cult. Like, you could just end up... Honestly, you don't even have to watch Roanoke, which was last year's season. But it's good. Like, it's... It is genuinely good. Except it is. It's genuinely good up until Freak Show. Like, you can watch the first three seasons, and you're good. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna end up watching Cover. Anyway... Yeah, but whatever. Go on. The ring. <laughs> I'm just triggered. The ring, got... the ring got a reboot. Also, wait. Did it come out already? I think so. I haven't seen anything, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I don't pay to see horror movies. I watched them like five years later. Yeah, honestly, I think it already came out, and this is what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Giving it a 21st century uh, twist on things. Yeah. It's like, no, now the ring is it just a video cassette anymore? Now you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, you can get it on Netflix now, y'all. Stop. Exactly. It's like, just oh, stop. Watching. And the trailer, the ad that came out in between was the ring thing. And oh my just, god. So it's basically like a jab at Google. <laughs> it's, so, it's so stupid. It's just like... It's dumb. Know, it's, it's trying to be hashtag relatable and it's just not... It's not gonna work. Like I actually saw I think was it this year? It was like I was on I was on the internet, as one does, and actually it was my dad. My dad actually was bored. It was finding like you know how one does when you're over fifty and retired, you 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 know, look for free movies on the internet because he's too lazy to go on Netflix. So like 
So, like, he finds this Japanese ring grudge crossover film. It's dubbed and everything. Did Did you see that? that? It was awful. It was (laughs) awful. (laughs) We got two different tastes. It was awful. I saw literally. Your taste is wrong, but. Shut up. It was terrible. I saw like. It was like Ring versus Grudge. It was Ring versus Grudge, and it was ridiculous. And I was just. I think I. I didn't even finish it. I saw like 45 minutes of it, and it was already like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, I'm just going to (laughs) sleep. I'm tired. It was just. That's it. That's the movie. It's just. (laughs) This just Japanese soggy women that don't know how to use an umbrella and get a haircut or something. I don't know. It was just, I found it so ridiculous. It was, it was wild. It was like a Godzilla Mothra crossover, but for horror movies. Um, Blair Witch Project, I'm pretty sure that's getting a remake. Another one? I'm pretty sure it came out like this year or last year. I don't know. I haven't kept up like with I new horror movies. That. I just I don't pay attention to them all that much because I I have been deceived. <laughs> now, honestly, I'm just thinking that horror movies don't really need to be rebooted as often as they are. Like in movies in general, don't need need to be rebooted, but like especially horror okay. movies. Horror movies you could so easily create um like a new story because you know. Yeah, because the other thing hello. Huh. And it was, a, it was a freaking musical slasher film. What? Yeah, like, it's the the whole storyline. It's got me loaded in it. <gasps> uh, yes, I'm all over it. I'm all over like, it. Link me. Is, I'll send it to you. But Thank you. The, the, I love Meatloaf. Like, <laughs> it's, it's set around a camp, and apparently, I looked into it, it's a short story that happened around a camp. Oh, jeez. theater camp. Alright, so all these kids, they're, like, learning about musical theater. And As one does. I would know because you are theater. a theater kid. You're a theater I'm child. Eight-year-old theater kid. <laughs> it's a, and you know, no, and it's completely killer. accurate. And then you have like all these people that are singing show tunes, and then you have this killer that's singing metal, right? It's and it's beautiful. And it's, it's clash between music and and also straight up murder. Interesting sentence. I think I've ever heard. It's like a really interesting. So like music clashing with murder. Yeah, I'm into and, this. And it's just it's I like to see these movies taking sets like um like movies like Don't Breathe and Get Out. I think I saw no no I haven't seen Don't Breathe yet but I've I've heard that it's very good. It is. It's very good. Because, like you think that it's gonna go one way and then blind mm-hmm. man he's he's daredevil. He's literally, yeah, that's how my brother, my brother saw it, and he explained it to me. He's just like, you think it's one thing, but it turns out it's just a murderous daredevil, and it's really weird. Yeah, it's just like a murderous daredevil, and it's just super cool. Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like Old Man Logan, but daredevil. Exactly, and it's just, it's not that hard to make a new concept on a horror Right. I mean, even if you can make the same movie if you want to, but it doesn't have to be, you know, uh... Ugh, yeah. Yeah, like, guys, psychological thrillers are just as good as horror movies, and I feel like they should be under the same umbrella and respected as such, because psychological thrillers, even though they're not, like, supernatural in any way or whatever, they're still, they're still good. 
like they still mess with your head like that's what i'm this upcoming movie that's apparently a psychological thriller um mother with an exclamation point i saw the trailer for mother which is with like um you know all these academy award-winning actors like jennifer lawrence javier bardem michelle viper all that um and it looks really interesting even even though it does like i i do always have this very pessimistic feeling of um it's just gonna be the same thing over and over again however i feel like i don't know i feel like this has a chance to be something else that it's not you know so i am i do want to go see mother because i do like i love horror movies but i also love psychological thrillers even more yeah honestly it's really good um there's another psychological thriller it's on you get me. I'm writing these down, by the way. Like, I, I now have, like, a, a playlist or something of movies. Got Bell of Thorn. Oh, that, that's and, why I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's, I was kind of reluctant to watch it. My partner, she was like, it's really good. I was like, alright, I'll watch it. Is so, it good? It's really interesting. It's very, very millennial. Ah. Uh... It just kind of always looks Right? Us as millennials. If there's something millennial, it's just like, uh... Yeah. yeah. Now, it's like all in California, and it's like, getting it? I'm just like, I can't relate to this. <laughs> right? It's like, it's the type of millennial that has money. Which is hey. not real. <laughs> so, rich white. Rich white Always. millennial. That, we don't relate to that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, covered a bit here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's pretty good. I would like to mention, like, what are your favorite? Like, you already said, you know, Scream's one of your favorite of all time. But like, any recommendations? Any under underrated movies that you'd like to recommend? Um, there's a movie on Netflix called Most Likely to Die. Most it's, likely it's- to die, and it is. It's like um, a high school reunion. Oh dear. And you know they they would they like confess like right right off the bat they confess like oh yeah we used to bully these kids and like kill everyone. Jesus. And then it's like we used to bully these kids and we to murder everyone. And That's... then slowly people left as they're dying. Oh, naturally, of course. That sounds like a fun one. I I want to recommend. A classic favorite of mine ever since it came out, which is The Haunting in Connecticut. Also, I just realized I wrote it down on my list as The Haunting in the Connecticut. <laughs> That's not right. The Connecticut, yes. But Haunting in Connecticut, fun fact, true story. It is an actual true story, which is kind of terrifying because it's um, about this... Uh, it's set in the 80s, I think it is. So it's, it's very kind of conjuring type thing. And it's starring, um, I always call her the Vera Farmiga, um, (laughs) lookalike. I think her name is, I think she's an Arquette, something rather. But anyway, she always looks, she reminds me of Vera Farmiga. Or is it Vera Farmiga? We'll never know. But point is, is that there's this kid that has cancer. He's a cancer patient. He always, I I see him and he looks like a Robert Pattinson, but younger. And so, <laughs> so this kid with cancer, this isn't Fault in Our Stars, but like this kid with cancer, this mom has to like drive eight hours, you know, constantly to go to this clinic to get, um, 
the the treatment for the child, even though he's like 16. But point is, they end up moving to an abandoned house in Connecticut, naturally. It's a haunted house. However, it's a terrifying movie in, in a way because A, it's based on a true story, and B, like, actually read the accounts of, or like, the, the interview with the actual mom um, who was in that house, and the visuals she gave was way more terrifying than what actually happened in the movie, so if that's anything to go on. It's basically this house that ends up being, you know, it used to be, oh, what's it called? Um, oh, what's, not a funeral home. What's the, is it a funeral home? Like, what's the name for the, a mortician. The mortician. Yes. So it was basically that, and then this mortician ended up, like, doing some really shady things with the supernatural and, like, seances and all this, and it is really scary. Like, it doesn't rely on jump scares all the time, it's just, you know, it's based on the story, and I saw it actually again, I've seen it a, a, a couple of times, and I saw it again, I think, with my best friend last year. And she saw it for the first time with me, and it was just, like, properly scary. It, like, it still gets me. And it's just, it's fun. I, re I always recommend Haunting in Connecticut. Haunting is fun. Uh-huh. It's called, like, we all know Amityville Horror. Yeah. It's called Amityville Haunting. Naturally. <laughs> Where, uh, kind of like, like what happened with uh, Haunting in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. His family, Aubrey's. The Amityville house, the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. They were moving the area. Naturally. And the only like, best quality house they under their budget. And everything was the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's kind of like paranormal activity in that it's found footage. Oh, type, it's a found footage film? But, yeah. And I'm not huge on those. Yeah, neither am I. Especially when it's a horror movie. Like, it's not jump scary. Like, you'll have, like, the security camera, and you will physically, like, see a child walking around. It's just not, it, like, the music doesn't really get you hyped up on purpose or anything. And I have to watching the film, and you're like, something's gonna happen. And then you kind of see, like... Just very casual. Door. Yeah, and you, like, the backyard door will open, and then nothing will open. And then you'll see, like, all in the same motion. It's like a, a little boy just appears and starts walking. Oh dear, that like, oh, subtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's so subtle. You're just like, oh no, I gotta change my pants. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's been this week's episode. We do apologize for the lack of quality in the audio sense. Um, for the past, I don't know, three episodes now. We're trying. Yeah. It's been difficult. Um. Yes scheduling problems have occurred but hopefully next week we'll be back to normal in our regular recording studio as we've been saying for a while now but yes um that's basically it i hope you enjoyed that yes horror movies it's been a while since i fangirled about horror movies like i i i needed this i needed like a a little update on what's happening in the horror movie scene Mm hmm Especially now that it's kind of like horror movie season. You know that's you know that time of year where it kinda of like yeah. all the horror movies come out? Exactly. There's another horror movie that I saw the trailer for, but I can't find it again. Oh no. And it was for like a mo it's like a monster movie where 
these guys. It's another found footage movie. Okay. But it, it was com- it was compelling enough for me to actually be interested in it. Interesting, interesting. Where these guys, they're like conventional monster hoax video makers or whatever. Okay. They'll be like recording uh, them hanging out at the beach and then suddenly something pops out of the water and oh my god, it's a mermaid! Oh and my god! Not, uh-huh. And then they were never heard of again. Lovely. Something like that, you know? That's and lovely. Then, Basically what happens, like, they're doing that, and they're like, okay, let's take this up a notch, let's go to this thing, this place where people say is haunted. And then it ends up actually being haunted. Exactly. And it ends up being, oh, whoa, I almost forgot, wait. Oh my god. There's another movie that I love called... You're just just exploding with movies today. Yes, I just, I love... I love it. Horror movies, it's called Grave Encounters. Wait. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters, I feel like I've heard of this. It's a parody of, like, Ghost Hunters... Oh my god. And they're just like, we're gonna go into this haunted asylum, and we're not, and we're gonna stay here all night. And then it's just like, because you can actually see them, like, pretending there to be ghosts and stuff. Oh no. And then, like, shit's actually happening around them, and they're just like, yeah, fake ghost stuff. And then shit actually hits the fan. Oh no. <laughs> like, I love that. It gets, that it gets, it's almost comical. It's really good. It's really psychological. It's really, it messes you up. Cause That's just, fun. Like, because they're just like, hey, what time is it? Like, they'll be, they'll have been in there for, like, five hours, and then they look at their watch, and only, like, two minutes have passed. Good lord. Like, the movie's really... It, it messes with you. That's very, very, very... I like I like those kind of movies, where it's just kind of, like... It kind of gets you out of it. Which reminds me of... Um, now I'm exploding with the horror movies. Um, this is also a found footage film, which I know we're not a fan of, but this one's yeah. pretty good. It's called, I think, The Devil's Passage or something? Have All you right. seen that? Have, it's... Um, it's in Russia. <laughs> it's I not a Russian it. film, but it's like it's set in Russia, and it's like it's. It reminds me a lot. Do you remember the video game that came out like two years ago, maybe? Oh, the one with um this lizard dude, Rami Malek. What? No, it's a video game with Rami Malek. Yes, it was. It was with like a whole bunch of actors. It was a great video game. It was with Brett Dalton and everything. Like they basically all mocapped themselves, and they were the characters in the video game. And it was one of like those um the story choice games where you know you have different endings because you make different choices of who dies and who doesn't oh Ooh. yeah definitely until What's dawn that? yeah until yeah. dawn i loved that game yeah i forgot that rami malik was in this game <laughs> well rami malik was there and um so this movie reminds me a lot of until dawn but it's in russia it's like in in um the Freaking, um, they go to explore this old, like, military base in Russia where they experimented during the Cold War and all this, and then they have, like, these monsters coming out. It's a very psychological thriller, and the ending, like, this is there's this whole thing you don't really expect. And it's very, um, I'm going to kind of hate myself for saying this, but it's very timey-wimey. Oh, alright. It's very timey-wimey-wibbly-wobbly. Like, there's, there's time travel in it at this point. Alright. Like it's it's interesting. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's not the best, obviously, but The Devil's Passage. I think it's the Devil's Passage. It's Devil Something. It's probably on Netflix. I'll look into it. Um, but yeah, that was the episode. That, that was, our was this week, and yep. if you don't like horror movies, then why are you here? But yes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, these movies are great. Uh we rec everything you heard. Recommend it. Recommend. And now you have something to binge for <laughs> this weekend on Netflix, yeah, definitely. And, and some good news is that if you really want to wanna buy these movies, 
you can get them on Amazon using our new affiliate link. Promo AF. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to get into more, I'm gonna get into Absolutely. more links. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, if you just want to buy these movies or rent them or, you know, whatever from Amazon, and Amazon Prime is a great thing to have, like, not sponsored. But I do, I have I had Amazon Prime for a long time now, and it's worth it. Amazon Prime is great. And anyway, if you ever want to buy anything off Amazon, we have an affiliate link in mm-hmm. our in our description. Exactly. Where it, it, it won't cost you anything. It'll so just take all all it will you know, every all it will do is just kind of easily link you to whatever was mentioned in any episode. So you can just be like, Oh, I'm interested in that, click, done. It's just, it facilitates that, that, everything for you and it's beneficial to us. Yeah, and anyway we have our our Amazon affiliate link mm-hmm. down below. Right now, it sends you straight to the Amazon homepage. So whatever yeah. you want to search for, you can buy whatever the heck you want. Exactly, and just you know, get it through us, I guess. Check it all out, and and like like we said, it doesn't cost anything extra to exactly. you guys. It just drops a few cents our way. Exactly. So it helps support the podcast, and if you keep the lights on, exactly keep the lights on, support the podcast, and eventually, as we have mentioned, get a recording studio or some exactly. something in that in that way, shape, or form. Exactly. So you can find us on Facebook or Facebook dot com slash Beautiful Losers. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to say. Than last yes. Say. <laughs> yes. So just Facebook dot com slash Beautiful Losers. We're on Twitter. Twitter is we're on the Twitters at B Loser Pod. And right, on Instagram and can, as Beautiful Losers and on, Pod. On Twitter, you can you can tweet at us and we will talk about it. we will talk to absolutely. You. We'll take your letters and we can answer your questions here on mm-hmm. on on the podcast on the pod. Uh, if you use the hashtag, if you use the hashtag Be Loser Pod, we will find it exactly. Also, right. um, quick thing before we go, weekly reads. I prepared this week. Oh yeah, you're prepared this week. All right, I feel we proud. Weekly reads before. The links. Yes, but quick be- thing before we go, I finally read. Um, I've started on. I'm on the bandwagon for the DC Rebirth, and I started um, the Wonder Woman one by Greg Rucka, and I've read volume one so far, and I love it. The art is great. The story is like very, you know, trippy in a sense because obviously, you know, Rebirth and all this. She has a conflicting identities and memories because it's all the Flash's fault, as usual. Blame Flash for everything that happens in the DCEU. So yeah, I recommend that. And I've read so far two issues of Old Man Logan. I don't remember the author, but Old Man Logan, love. If you love the Logan movie and you haven't read the comics, the comics are great. Like, it's really interesting. And it's very weird <laughs> it's very good and there's like a part uh no spoilers but mm-hmm. you know a lot of old uh marvel characters will show up like mm-hmm. no spoilers no spoilers, no spoilers but, it's, but it's a very throwback sort of a deal but throwback in a new way i like it yeah. i enjoy it and i recommend it yeah i have just been watching a lot of movies um like i said earlier i've been reading Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man. Naturally. Um, which, by the way, we do a weekly, I'm trying to do a weekly uh, comic book giveaway. Exactly. The person who answered quickest, you guys gotta be faster than him, is Gabriel Rivera. He won the Funko Pop, and now he won a comic book. He's he's guy. up there, guys. He's got the ranks. You guys gotta, you guys gotta beat him. 
No. <laughs> Everyone, come on. Let's all be Gabriel Rivera. Though we love After you. This, <laughs> we love you. After we love this episode, guy. I'm going to post the question and the comic book that I'm giving away this week. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Now we're um, done. <laughs> now we're done. We're going into our links again. On Instagram, we are Beautiful Losers Pod. And we are currently, and now the Instagram is more is more alive, to say yeah, the least. We're, we're, we're pretending to it, and hopefully we can kind of like do little updates here and there, not only on the page, or just kind of what we're up to that's related to the page, etc. It's just fun times. Nice photos. Exactly. Aesthetic. Exactly. And if you ever want to send us a letter apart from Twitter, something with a little more than the, the, the character limit, exactly. you can send it to us on Gmail at beautiful. Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All uh, the links, everything's below. Links are Snapchat is Bead Loser Pod. We only use that for live events and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm pretty sure we're just going to use Instagram Stories because I've just found out Instagram Stories is actually, you know, it's updated and it's it's up the ranks. Pretty good. Everything is Snapchat though. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, but that's pretty much that's pretty much it. We have a. A Patreon link down below where mm-hmm. just check out the donate. description. Yeah, any any amount that you want to donate, you can join that tier, and you will get gifts and prizes and content mm-hmm. from us, from us to you. Exactly. We also have the, the GoFundMe Funko Pop giveaway, which will also be in the description. Every dollar you donate to that giveaway is an entry to the raffle. And yes, it has been a while that we've had this going on, but we just the raffle. Concludes when we reach the goal, guys. So, so the faster you can help reach the goal, the faster you will be able to win the Funko Pop or have the chance to win it. Exactly. Um, I also want to do a quick shout out because all these I'm finding out that we have listeners all over the world. Yes. You know, uh, shout out to our listeners in France. Bonjour. Shout out to our listeners. (laughs) The only other language I can speak. Yeah, shout out to our listeners in Ireland, which, by the way, I may have Irish blood, which makes sense. I have a red beard. No, um, you don't. <laughs> I, you haven't seen me. You haven't seen me in a while. I grew out my beard like a weirdo. Oh no! Have and you Iron very, Fist? Very I nearly yeah. said something way more inappropriate. Uh, I have a, a red beard. Oh so, no. Anyway, we have listeners over in Japan. We have listeners in Russia. No, we, uh, have... we are global, guys. I'm excited. Our, our Canadian listeners. We uh, love you. Shout out to our Australian listeners. Huge shout out to you guys. This is um, awesome. This is amazing. We're just two losers, two college-age losers from the Caribbean. We're in Puerto Rico. Hello. Hello from Puerto Rico because it's yeah, kind of like, it's... this is fun. We're on a it's very amazing. small island. It's amazing to think that, you know, we're, we're from this really small place and we're reaching all over the globe. The internet is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So if you if you like us, you know, share us to your friends, let us let them know. We have uh, a Facebook. Please like to talk to you guys. Go to our Facebook. Uh, go to our Twitter, our Instagram. Interact. Just interact, interact with us. Like, today's I been a would... long podcast, but you know what? It's been a while and we needed this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, send us emails on our Gmail. We love it. Uh, like I said about the uh, Amazon, go on Amazon and buy whatever the hell you want to buy. Yes, we are basically just pulling out all the stops today. Like for this podcast, now. we're pulling out all the stops. You know, we're here. We love you, and we love that you love us because absolutely. 
love each and every one of you, and we thank you for everything that you've thank you know, done you. for us. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Legit, we just wouldn't be here because we've been at this what already almost two months, man, since our first podcast, and it's yeah. grown like we're still small, but like to me, in my eyes, I feel like it's grown really, really, really amazingly well, and I'm excited. This has gone from you know word of mouth between you know, us and our friends, and exactly them spreading it to other people, and this just somehow getting around the world and. You know, I like to talk to other podcasters from around the world, and I like to send them tweets and mm-hmm. talk to them and stuff. You just like um, to, you know, we're participating in the community, and the community, turns out, is a very, very lovely place. So, we thank you guys. We're very grateful to be able to have this opportunity to produce this podcast, and hopefully help it grow even more. All right. Is that the show? That That is the show. That's the show. <laughs> bye. Big bye. A, little, a big bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.